Blog Talk Radio. RGM, RGM. My habits happen to be 
hip haberdasheries, cuff lick accessories, shirt quite flattering, mink physique, peak coat, silk trap featherings, the floor sheen, spit shine, glow, leave them clamoring, the all strategically placed meridian, channeling, pheromone presence, leave the pH bubbling, parasympathetic pulse pound through the ceiling, personified philanthropic game for the willing, slap constructed properly, crotch none revealing, custom sends the belt, please crease, yes I'm killing, the timepiece conservative, function is the premium, black band, black face, with two hands leading them, no jewels, no bracelets, neck faceless, objections are faceless, none said adjacent, I'm grown, grown, grown. At my home, leaven spreads for our guests, feed them heavily, Baba Ganesh dip, chickpea salad, lemonade, foo-foo international taste buds, so levitate, educated minds, so we're predicates to delegate, to sip Turkish tea as the sunshine, celebrate the present day, no longer need to wait for a later date, some foofa on China plates, too good to ever waste, try to leave about space as the smell fills the place, on bread we spread hummus on sushi, yes we dine, the Merlot is dry but she cooks with sherry wine, bowed head, glitch, hands, pray to the divine, understand that the connection born of the same vibe. The five four slow steel pot top shimmering and simmering, remembering the days that we were innocent. I'm grown, grown, grown. I try to be the manipulator of obstacles and in command. I'm a faculties at all times, and yes, I do demand respect because I give it freedom. Prices overstand the emancipation is taken by those who build the hands. It is manifest destiny for me to be a man, maneuvering chess pieces to orchestrate my plan in a manner rich respectfully. I can leave my fam to a land where milk and honey is provided, and yes, we can. Sup and sip, cause on this rock I build my plot. Foundation is stand, cause time is not a given thing, and miraculous occurrences not seen often. The windows open, momentarily, so jump in with both feet then. Reach back and show your comrades how they can to win. I'm grown, I'm grown, I'm grown. First of all, we'd like to thank you all for listening to this presentation of I'm Grown. The basic premise of the song is that you need to broaden your perspective. If you only know the world as a 10-mile radius that you travel in, then you have a very limited scope. Step outside of your circle, step outside of your box. And then you will go from a child to an adult. And you can then say, baby, I'm grown. Baby, I'm grown. Baby, I'm grown. Peace. Good evening, everybody out there in cyber world, radio land. This is another episode of Tips and Tricks Tuesday, live on First World Order Radio. It's Brother Jamal sitting in again for good brother Blackwater, the Meta Magician. Today's date is December 6th. 2016, always a lot of activity going on, but it's nice to be able to etch out a space to get together and expand our minds, so that's what we're going to do this evening, and hopefully in this little brief time we have together, you will get some edification for your mind and your soul. 
But first things first, we want to recognize Dr. Eileen Bay and his queen, Sister Kadira, for having the foresight to build and uh, this platform, First World Order Radio, and allow people such as myself to to get on here and have the opportunity to share with people. Uh, we want to make sure that we are supporting Dr. Eileen, and uh, I want to make sure I pull up his website here. I know he's got two websites, but you want to be able to go and support them at, I think it's HealingWingsInstitute.com. I should have had that. Y'all bear with me. Let me pull that up. No, that's not right. Let me get Dr. Aleem's. Let me pull up his web address so you all know what it is. Most of y'all, if you already listen to the platform, you know, but I want to make sure that for those who might not be listening in, and if I wasn't looking for it, I know it off the top of my head. It's just, let's see, I mean, Kadira. Okay. Let me pull up that website for you. That is Dr. Eileen Pardon me for not being on top of my game. Go and support Dr. Eileen at Dr. Eileen, that's A L I M E L B E Y dot com. They got all types of products on there. And if we wanted to put it under one category, we'd say healing, homeostasis. What is homeostasis? Homeostasis is a state of balance. So you're going to find a plethora of products from ancestral tea all the way up to different crystals and jewelry that you can wear that they're all governed towards achieving balance which is something that is very important, especially given this imbalanced world that we live in. Health, in essence, is balance. That's what it is. And dis-ease is just a state of being unbalanced. So a lot of times we wait until we get into a situation where our back is against the wall, and then we're trying to look for some quick remedy, which only leads to more problems. Utilize people in the community who offer mechanisms and methods for us to remain in a state of homeostasis so that we don't have to go out and seek uh, remedies that actually don't remedy anything, but just lead to more problems. So go to DrAleemLBay.com and look around and shop around and get down. Also want to tell you about Again, the good brother Blackwater, the Meta Magician, has an awesome class that takes place every Friday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time called Wachita Semitwai. I'm on my pronunciation game this week. 
I told I told a brother, I said, the common trait in our family, we will F up some uh pronunciation. So I wanna make sure I uh was on top of my game tonight and make sure I don't be mispronouncing the good brothers program. Uh pull up the fly here. But Wachita Semitwai is uh, a course where he's going to teach you how to meditate. He's going to uh, work with you on Qigong, Tai Chi. He's a black belt martial artist. And uh, he initially was charging $99 for the course. All he's asking is for a love offer. So the course runs until January 13th, every Friday from now until 7.30 p.m. And, again, this is another mechanism to help you maintain a state of homeostasis or if you are feeling imbalanced to help you regain your state of homeostasis. That is your natural God-given right is to be balanced. That is our right. As God's having human experiences, it is our right to seek balance. And unfortunately, we are living in a paradigm where we're constantly being attacked in very stealth ways. The most dangerous attacks are those that you can't see, which is what a stealth attack is. So utilize these mechanisms that we have to Stave off these uh, these attacks that come upon us. You can reach out to the brother Blackwater. Let me give you his email address. It is twelfth density productions at yahoo.com. Twelfth is spelled T W E is an Eric L F is in Frank T is in Thomas H D is in density E is in Eric N is in Nancy S I, T is in Tony, Y, productions at yahoo.com. Hit the brother up and get yourself balanced. Also, let me give you his number, too. His number is, I hate these damn new phones. Everything is so damn difficult just to get to, okay, 336-254. 7418. That's the brother's number. 336-254-7418. Every time they do an update on these iPhones, it's like you got to know the secret code to get in the honeycomb hideout to find anything on these. Either way, I guess I need to just catch up with the times. But support Dr. and uh, Eileen. Support the good brother Blackwater and let's circulate this uh, energy that we have at our disposal. So I want to thank you all again for listening in to another episode of Tips and Tricks Tuesday. Again, I'm Brother Jamal sitting in for Blackwater, the Meta Magician. Call-in number is 626-414-3535. So tonight I wanted to work off of a topic of an end-time story. And I'm going to ask y'all to be patient and bear with me as I work my way up to 
getting into the meat of this thing. But I'm uh this is kinda like one of those my daddy used to drive a seventy six Buick LeSabre. And you have to go outside fifteen minutes before you looking to leave and you have to crank the engine up, rev it up, and then let it sit. You know, because otherwise it ain't gonna go nowhere. So y'all bear with me. We're gonna we're gonna let this engine warm up, but we're gonna keep building and building as we go. And I'm uh just trying to hopefully we have time to get through everything. But I'm gonna kind of just touch on some different things. I might be kind of going here and there, but just stay with me. We're gonna line this thing up. So we're talking about an end time story. Most of the time when people hear that end time story, you think something negative. Or you think something like the book of Revelations or the white horse and the four horsemen and the seven seals. Well, I want to kind of stretch our minds tonight a little bit. And I also want to give you some practical application because um, – Sometimes when we get into this God talk and this metaphysics and occult stuff, I think we feel that if we express our humanism, then we're going to be frowned upon. So that's where I want to start tonight. I want to start with that. I want to dispel some myths, some mistruths would be a better word, about this path that we're on, Okay. Now, when I was a child, I grew up. I grew up in the church, going to a you know Christian church. I remember people saying that. I used to hear old people say this: "Your problems don't really start till you decide to follow Christ." Now, y'all grew up in the church. Now, you know you you probably familiar with that. You hear somebody saying that you know, if not some person in the church, the pastor sometimes will talk about, you know, when you decide to follow Christ, that's when all the troubles begin. And I mean, I, I really couldn't, I couldn't relate to it at the time. I couldn't really grasp what that meant. Um, but it was not until I got on the path of, of instead of worshiping Christ, on the path of becoming Christ, which was when I exited the church, it was not till I got on the path of becoming Christ that I actually got an understanding of what that meant. Because a lot of times, because we have left the Christian faith, we want to disregard and discount and throw away a lot of things there were a lot of truthful things. Some of the songs were real. If you listen to the words, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. If you understand Kabbalah, you are climbing Jacob's ladder. It's just that in the context that they were singing the song in, they had the shit backwards. Because they, they, they didn't really understand what the word, or maybe their soul understood, but their conscious minds did not. So don't throw away the baby with bath water. That statement that your your problems don't really start until you decide to follow or, or get on the path of becoming Christ, that's real business. 
And if you have been on this thing for a little while, I'm sure you can attest to this that your problems seem to exponentially grow the more that your awareness of who your soul is grows. So in the book of Acts, second chapter, 24th verse, I'm going to read from the New Jerusalem Bible. I think you ought to have several several Bibles in your library. Several Bibles. I like you need to have several Korans because you got to understand people were playing games and they wanted to hide certain things. So you change a word here, change a word there, and the whole understanding of the scripture can be thrown off. Now, why am I going to use this New Jerusalem Bible to read Acts? It's because they're going to tell you they're going to change one word to hear that's going to change the whole scripture. In other Bibles, it says death, but in this one, Death is replaced with the word Hades. So uh, it says, but God raised him to life, freeing him from the pains of Hades. For it was impossible for him to be held in his power since. And it goes on to talk about David and so forth. But the key word there is Hades. Hades. Once you decide to become Christ, not follow, but become Christ, understanding that you already are, Meaning when you say become, meaning that you are refining that which is already in you. Once you decide to do that, you then realize you in fucking hell is basically what the scripture is saying to you. You're in Hades. The path of becoming Christ is you actually first understanding that the hell that you've been taught about, you literally already exist in that place. Now, we understand it's symbolic. It's metaphorical. That is the first step of becoming Christ, is to know that you inhale. Because until you are aware of where you're at, you cannot rise out of, out of, out of it. So make this, make that point. And with that said, I want you to know something. And this ain't going to sound deep. This ain't going to sound... Super occult This is just keeping it real It's okay to get depressed at times When is the last time you heard that? It's alright to get depressed It's alright to feel down It's okay to mourn the loss of a loved one It's okay to get angry It's okay to experience human emotion One thing I noticed Is that even in the mundane world, in the quote-unquote black community, there's a stigma on talking about mental illness or just talking about how you feel. Because we, in our DNA, Dr. Eileen talks about this. He talks about how the way you think goes back seven generations. So what is that telling you? That you have trauma as well as any successes, you also have trauma programmed into your DNA. And 
you 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 through generation and generation you feel like you ain't got time to sit and feel nothing. You ain't got time to recognize, oh man, I feel like shit. I feel down. It's like I got to keep on going. Because you got seven generations of struggle that you can identify in your DNA. So we stigmatize mental illness. Mental illness is rampant in our community. Why? Because seven fucking generations of trauma. Let's start with that. The last week we talked about the creation story is the original story of mental illness. Osiris gets split up, gets split up. Dionysus gets cut up. Bacchus gets cut up. Jesus garment, they cast uh, lots of Jesus garment after his crucifixion. That's all casting lots that's tearing up and throwing. We're talking about a mind that got broke up. So why would it be so beyond us to think that we got mental illness now? But it's taboo to talk about that. And then when you so-called become conscious, it becomes even more taboo to talk about it because you're supposed to be a god now. I'm beyond that shit. I'm a god. But that's bullshit. Because if I catch you in your lowest point when ain't nobody around, nobody can Facebook YouTube you and peer into, no, you feel like shit at times. Because I know I do. I think we need to start having that conversation more often because that Band-Aid shit don't work. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm above that. I'm above that. No, you're not because you're still living in a human body. Now, yes, you are God and goddesses. Yes. But we are still having human experiences. As long as we're in these human bodies, we're going to keep experiencing human stuff. And I think those of us who who have the role or take on the role of teaching, even if it's teaching to your children, all of us are teachers. At some point, you're going to have to teach. We got to keep it real with people in that regard. Because when we say that we don't experience some things, we are misrepresenting. We are lying. But on the flip side, the key or one key with being on this path is that we learn of mechanisms and techniques to respond and overcome our humanity. That is what magic is. Not some David Copperfield shit, not David Blaine. They are techniques to help you overcome. Techniques that Dr. Aline provides. Techniques that the homie Blackwater the Meta Magician provides. And in my own way, I provide techniques. Because what we're doing, we're putting a puzzle together. We're putting a puzzle. We're building a a structure, and every piece has a place because we are in the great quickening. That's what time we're in right now. So why am I bringing this up? It's because the experiences we have in life directly mirror the creation story of the universe. 
and they mirror the end time story. When you feel low, when you feel down, when you feel defeated, you are reenacting the creation story because the creation story is a story of a fall in consciousness and the struggle to regain it. And then it is the ultimate resolve of attaining full illumination. Understand it's nothing wrong. It doesn't make you any less of a god or goddess when you acknowledge that you feel like shit. Because what you are doing, you are acting out a role in a divine story. So if you are a god and you are part of creation, then rightly so, you're going to have to act in the role, in the reenactment. With that said, we're going to move on. I just want to open up with that. I want to put that out into the ethers. I think that needed to be said. I want y'all to consider Revelations 1 and 3. Blessed is he that readeth. I don't even need to read any more of that scripture. Blessed is he or she that readeth. I want to say this public service announcement is very important, especially now, given that we have the ability to access limitless information. It is imperative that we read. It is imperative that we read. Now, if you look back through history, a few things have always been coveted and valued, no matter what area you're talking about. Land, water. And when you talk about land and water, you're talking about all the things that they can produce. You're talking about vegetation, food, animals, all the things that come under that umbrella. And information. Information is in knowledge. They have always been priceless. If not so, they would not have burnt down what we are told was the greatest library in the history of humanity, the Library of Alexandria. The Romans, the thugs, the original thugs, burned down a damn library because information has always been priceless. So now you've got all these talking heads and pundits on television talking about the market and this and that. Let me tell you something. You want a sound investment? Invest in growing your library. You can go on Amazon and look up books. And if you pay attention, see, I pay close attention. I've seen books go from $20, you come back, in a year in the book is $150. Blessed blessed is he that readeth. We have these half-price bookstores down here in Texas. Twice a year, they'll have this sale where they'll get a warehouse. In each region, they'll do this. They'll get a warehouse 
and they'll put all these books in there, and no book will be over $3. Let me tell you what happened the last time I went to one of these sales. I got a stack of books, old books on psychology. One book by itself is worth $500. I paid a dollar for it. Now, mind you, I don't have no plans of selling none of my books. But I'm telling you that to tell you information is valuable. There are some things out here that the powers of be hope you do not know. And slowly the clamp is closing in on their, their phasing out books. They're phasing them out. You've got to get them now while you can. Don't rely on having your stuff on a computer because they can just wipe. They, they wiped out. I had favorites saved on my computer going one day when the software updates. Oh, magically, my favorites are wiped out. iOS updates on my iPhone. All of a sudden, all my favorites are wiped out. That's not by chance. So don't rely on these electronic devices. Get books. Now, just deal with some other, before we get into the metaphysics, just deal with some other things going on. Real real quick, uh, current event, Donald Trump nominated Ben Carson as his secretary of HUD. Now, why would Trump nominate a man who's a brain surgeon to sit over HUD? Let's, let's test our critical thinking abilities. And I ain't saying I got it right, but it does make you ponder and like, well, what's the real reason here? Now, let's just put these pieces together. Now, Ben Carson, we know this. We know he's, a, he's, he's, he's insane if he's a real person, if he's not a, a, some clone of some sort. Because if there's any such thing as a clone, he damn sure seems like he could qualify to be one. There's nothing there. When you look in that man's eyes, there's nothing there. Ain't nothing home. But he nominated Carson as Secretary of HUD, um, a brain surgeon. And they made up this story about initially Carson turned down being, I don't know, one of these health positions. This is my theory. Ben Carson practiced in Maryland, I think Baltimore. Now, we know what's a very popular university and hospital in Baltimore, John Hopkins University, hospital and university. Now, Carson is a brain surgeon. Now, if you've listened to Bobby Hemmings in the past, you've heard him talk about and I and and I'm sure you witnessed it in your city how they started shutting down the projects in the nineties. I mean, and it's still going on. What happened? They started in the big cities in the nineties and the process is still going on. In my hometown, they shut down uh just last year two projects and about to shut down another one. Right here in Arlington, we don't really have projects in Dallas-Fort Worth area, but we have what's considered to be low-income housing. There's a street around the corner. They shut down. They, they, it's like overnight, 
three whole apartment complexes demolished. And where all them people go? You see a homeless person on the street for a couple of months, all of a sudden they disappear. Now, you telling me all of a sudden they had to come up, found a job, found Jesus, got himself together? It don't work like that. So where do they go? Now, Ben Carson is a brain surgeon. Listen to the science. He's a brain surgeon. What is the main thing that melanated people are collected for? Their pineal glands. So we put this clone, or whatever he is, who's a brain surgeon, he'll sit over hood, which is our number one feeding system for getting us some new bodies to come in and fuel our machine. That's just my theory. German Chancellor Angela Merkel told delegates at the Christian Democratic Union that Muslim full-face bells should be banned in Germany wherever it is legally possible. Let me tell you why. Now, you're thinking, now, what the hell is we care about Angela Merkel? Because ain't nothing local. Everything's connected. Everything. First of all, if you look at Donald Trump and look at Angela Merkel, they look like uh, two ugly love children, brother and sister, two ugly love siblings. They look alike. And what's interesting is that she's up for re-election and she's using a similar rhetoric to Donald Trump, who just happens to have a German father. Pay attention. So she's running on the rhetoric of we got to do something about these Muslims. That's a code. Donald Trump talks shit about all the Syrian refugees. That's a code. It ain't got nothing to do with no people from Syria. It ain't got nothing to do with no Arab Muslims. Muslim is a code for Muslim. Muslim, they're referring to Moors. Moors, not necessarily the Moors Science Temple. They're talking about who are the Moors, who are the indigenous people of the planet. That's called a dog whistle. A dog whistle is you speak in certain generalities. It's double speak so that you do not identify what you're really talking about. Who are the original Syrian refugees from the star system Sirius? Then they make up this whole terrorist group called ISIS. I mean, it don't take no rocket science to put together ISIS, Sirius, the Muslims, the Moors. They are in a panic mode. So they're internationally communicating. We are in a panic mode. Some shit's going on, and we're afraid that we're about to get annihilated. That's just my truth. That's just my truth. To back this up, though, I encourage everybody to go out and get the movie or see the movie Trolls. Because in the movie Trolls, you're going to have, I don't want to spoil the movie, but let me just say this. You're going to have a group called the Bergens, the Bergens, the Germans, the Bergens an ugly race of ogre-like creatures 
who like to eat trolls to ingest their positive vibes. And you go and see the movie, and I want you to pay attention to the noses on the trolls. Fat, wide noses. Who are they, what are they trying to tell you in the movie? And we know, we, we've, we've learned through the different teachers who've come before us, about the rituals, about eating melanated people to ingest their essence. We've learned about the the origin of the barbecue and the picnic, pick a nigga. And we know who the true cannibals are. So you can tie all of this going in. Carson coming in over hood. Trump comes in, the German president. The German chancellor in Germany says the same rhetoric. The movie comes out at the, around the same time that Trump is, is announced as the nominee for president. And it's a historical movie about them hidden in a child movie, a children's movie. Truth is stranger than fiction. And this is a part two to the 1982 Jim Henson's movie Dark Crystal where the Skeksis are trying to suck the essence from the Greflin. Same concept. So that's it for some current event stuff. That's just some uh, some things for y'all to chew on, and I'm, I'm sure some people are going to say, he out of his damn mind. He's stretching. Well, I mean, I may be, but. So an end-time story. My first experience of higher consciousness, I have to say, was at the age of six. And it was in 1983, after my grandmother Mary's death. I was told that she went to heaven and that she would live forever. Or they, they, she said, for, and for eternity. And I asked, well, what is eternity? That means forever. At that point, I was bothered. Now, I remember the original grief I had because my grandmother had passed. So, you know, I was very fond of my grandmother. But after that, what bothered me was trying to grasp and wrap my mind around the concept of forever. And what bothered me the most was the idea of, they, they said that was, I, I, I was thinking about, that means there's no end. And I kept thinking, how can something not have an end to it? And I remember getting up, going to the bathroom, it's just like it was yesterday, and sitting on my bed and just being troubled. And I couldn't sleep, just sitting up trying to fathom what is forever. Lo and behold, I'm 39 years old now, and you got this Stephen Hawkins comes out and says the universe does have an end. It does have an end. This particular universe does have an end. And, of course, they call them black holes. We in the quote-unquote conscious world call it the black dot. The end of the universe resides in us. 
So you go to the Gospel of Thomas. You can get Bentley Layton's book, Gnostic Scriptures. And in saying 18 in the Gospel of Thomas, it says, the disciples said to Jesus, tell us how our end will come to pass. Jesus said, then have you laid bare the beginning so that you are seeking the end? For the end will be where the beginning is. Blessed is the person who stands at rest in the beginning. And that person will be acquainted with the end and will not taste death. That's deep. Then have you laid bare the beginning. So basically, if you want to know how things will end and what the end is, you must first go back to where things begin. What are they also saying there? That they're talking about a circle. What ends where it begins? A circle. Chew on that. I want to give you my definition of a slave. My New Age definition of a slave is someone who has no end game strategy. And nine times out of ten, he or she has no end game strategy because he or she doesn't have a strong grasp of the beginning. A slave is someone who has no end game strategy. Time as we know it is a mechanism of slavery. Now, the Afrocentric community did this for us. They taught us how the European mind sees time in a purely linear fashion. And a great book that breaks that down, goes deep, is Marimba Ani's Yurugu. And she talks about how the indigenous mind is circular. That's why we have what's called the dream time and creativity and compassion. It's a circular, that's a a more right brain function with a more circular perspective of time. But as we stretch into the occult realm, we learn that even that is a trap. Even that's a trap because the big trap of time is the circle that it puts you in. Oh, it's time to put up your tree, Christmas time. Soon as you tear the paper off the boxes, okay, it's time for after Christmas sale. Then it's time for New Year's Eve. Then it's time for Groundhog's Day. Then it's time for Valentine's Day. Then it's St. Patrick's Day. And then it's Easter. And then it's time for May Day. Then it's time for Cinco de Mayo. Then it's time for Mother's Day. This shit goes on and on and on, over and over and over. It's a circle. But Stephen Hawking said there is an end to the universe. It's a black hole. So if you take and think of time as the number 10, I'm getting ahead of myself. But take time and think of it as the number 10. That is the secret that all the holy books are telling us about, that 10. That 10. 
Because if you understand how to use that 10 right, you then break the cycle of time. What is a 10 composed of? It's composed of a 1 and a 360-degree circle. How do you merge those two together to where you can break the cycle? Well, it's right in front of our face because the one is a phallic symbol. The Dejed pillar, the Tower of Babel, Jacob's ladder, the Axis Mundi, the dick. That one, its job is to pierce the middle of that zero, the black dot, the black hole. That is how you break the cycle of time. That's just one, one secret hidden inside of the number 10. Number 10, the number 5 and 10, very powerful, very very coded numbers. All numbers are deep and coded, but we're going to look at just those two, five and ten. Now, last week we touched on that Sophia story. I'm going to add in some parts that I didn't get into last week. We know Sophia, that means wisdom. She is a part of the Most High. Uh, she's the great mother. She failed, but where did she fall from? She failed from the tenth heaven. That goes that 10 again. Now, the 10th heaven is the realm of forethought, of projection. Mythology is not just a story. It's also science. I'm going to show you how. For example, 10 represents the 46 chromosomes the two parents give to their offspring. 4 plus 6 equals what? 10. This is called perfect math. The 4 and the 6 of the 46 chromosomes add together, they equal 10. But what, in actuality, what is 10? 10, if you use perfect math, it is a 1. 1 plus 0 equals 1. 1 whole. So Sophia fell from being whole. She was a whole mind. She was a part of a whole, complete Universal mind. Hope I'm making sense. The original cre creation story is a fall from a complete mind. The first recorded story of mental illness. She fell to the ninth in her pursuit of knowledge. She wanted to know herself. Now, don't get caught up in the story and thinking that, oh, she messed up and she was the bad person. The stories are deeper. They are, you got to keep studying and studying. You come back five years later, you're going to get something else out of it. But what, part of what the story is saying, though, is showing you the power of humility. In her pursuit of knowing herself, she had to become ignorant. She had to fall. She had to become depressed. Depressed means to go down. She had to fall. The entity that she gave birth in her to in her fallen state 
was housed in the eighth heaven, and this entity was called Aldabaoth, like we talked about last week. The entities that he created were housed in the lower seven heavens. As in, God created the world in six days, and on the seventh, he rested. What you're seeing is a mind that keeps on shattering. It keeps shattering and shattering and breaking and breaking. Part of, uh, I think, Azazel Bay talk about this, about how in Montauk they would take these children and to program their minds, first you got to shatter their minds. Then when they put the mind back together, then you put in and insert what you want to put in. That's how they program. They show that in the uh, series Fringe that comes on Netflix. You'll see that. So when Sophia realized her error, she cried out to her other half to intercede. Who is her other half? It's her male half. Remember, as being original entities of the cosmos, that means that we come from a complete template, meaning there is a masculine and a feminine side. So in her fallen state, recognizing her error, she calls out to her other half. What did he do? He sent down five divine hosts. Two plus three equals five, right? So what he actually sent down was 23 chromosomes. 23, spiritually, is the number that represents the masculine and feminine in each of us. As in, two is feminine and three is masculine. Two plus three equals five. And five is the number of Christ because Christ goes to the cross or the intersection of north, south, east, and west. And he becomes the fifth point, the intersecting point, the black dot. Those five divine hosts that he sent also correspond with what in Kemet is called the five epigominal deities. Now that word epigominal, that when you and you the root epigo uh, means to carry away. They were carried away, and they were sent down: Osiris, Isis, Set, Neptes, and Horus. These deities, and this is just a little. Extra tidbit, they expanded to 360 days to 365. But again, what we see is when you look at these five netters, these divine hosts of Christ, that is talking about melanin. Christ is running through your blood, through your central nervous system. That is what fell down. Everything in your existence is about a fall. That's why you don't need to kick yourself about feeling down, feeling depressed, because 
That's all you are, nothing but a series of falling, but falling for a purpose, falling so that you can get back up. That's the key. Because you have everything that you need in you, you have the capability to get back up. So since the blind guy, Aldabaugh, had created bodies that weren't animated, and I'm just I'm fast forward, and I'm hoping that y'all know the story. He, he fashioned man, but man couldn't move. He asked his mother for help, which is Sophia. She then tricked him and blew the essence of the five heavenly hosts or the five netters mixed with her essence into his creation. Now stop right there. Listen to what they just said. She took the essence of the five, which is Christ, that was sent down from the Father, and she mixed it with her essence. What does that mean? She that was that is the, the beginning of gestation. She mixed twenty three chromosomes from the man with the twenty three chromosomes from her. Thus making them superior to Aldabaugh because they had the complete God DNA with 46 chromosomes or the powers of the 10th heaven. This is the actual birth of Christ. And I think that's important for us to know since we're coming up on Christmas. And I go to these people's house to train them, and they ask me, and they're saying stuff like, yeah, we have to remember Jesus is the reason. I be, I want to take a dumbbell and drop on their head, and I have to sit there. I have to sit there and, and, and just nod my head and smile. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jesus is the reason for the season. But this is the real birth of Christ. This creation story, the birth of Christ, is the falling angels falling down from heaven. Thus, Christ and Lucifer would have to be the same then, right? Mm. That's another discussion. So Christ is also the missing five that binds with the great whore, Mary Magdalene, the sacred whore, the fallen daughter to return to the number 10. Now, if you go to church, you've been told that God says you're supposed to pay your tithes and offerings. I'm sorry, Mr. Preacher. But your, the tithing has nothing to do with giving 10% of your little money that you struggle for all week. The 10 is telling you to merge those two forces within you. Just like those two sets of chromosomes, 23 over here, 23 over there, had to come together and form 46 chromosomes, which is 10. The whole purpose of spirituality is to become whole again. Ten as in one, whole. So inside of us, each of us has a masculine and a feminine, and we have to bring that together. And then the person that you mate with has to merge the masculine and feminine in themselves, and then you two bring those two merged forces together, and then that is the tithing. 
ain't got nothing to do with you struggling and you can't pay your light bill and somebody driving a one of them big body jags and you got to come and bring your money and you can't pay your light bill. You can't feed your children. That's a lie. It has nothing to do with your currency in your pocket. Again, Jacob's Ladder is the Kabbalah, which has ten sephirah. Same thing. You see this symbolism played over and over. So basically, I gave you this to give you a glimpse of our beginning. To kind of lay the foundation. Because like the scripture said in the Gospel of Thomas, to know your end, you must have to know where you began. And in order to not be a slave, you have to have knowledge of your beginning, and you have to always be thinking about the end. Sometimes I think we talked about this last week. I think we get too caught up in trying to figure out how to have a better life. And I mean that in the sense of the comforts, how to have more comfort. But the word life means anoint. That's what life means. Ain't Christ supposed to be the anointed one, the Messiah? So if you're talking about having a better life, in truth, truth, you're supposed to be talking about having more anointing. That's it. That's what life is. It's not about trying to figure out ways to just always have more comfort. I'm not saying anything is wrong with comfort, but it's a problem when when you correlate life with that, your house, your job, how much money you got, what type of car you drive, what type of swag you got with your apparel. If that's if the, or or how much money you give a church, if that's what you equate life with, there's a problem. Life is about thinking about the end. That's what it's about. Because the anointing is the end. You becoming Christ is the most feared thing, not just in the world but in the cosmos. Well, let me say it this way: it's the most feared thing in the world. And it's the most eagerly anticipated thing in the cosmos, put it that way. So when I was telling you about Trump and about Angela Merkel, these people are not in these positions and not understand occult science. It's just it just don't work that way. So we always think it's far-fetched when we talk about, oh, he's just trying to, you know, this is pseudo and this, but it's really, it, it, that's what they work on. They work on. Here in Dallas, 
this big time lawyer, uh, 15-year-old daughter was found dead, I guess, a, a while back. And they said they wanted his office either today or yesterday, and he was dead in his office. And they tried to say it was a heart attack. But we don't know if he blew his head off, somebody came and killed him, or what. I mean, but I always find it interesting that sometimes people who seem to have everything, everything, he had 7,000 employees. So this man could easily probably was worth at least $100 million, at least. And still there's no, there's no peace. There's no peace. So we're always trying to chase and get where they're at when they're always trying to get where we are at. You got all the gold. You got the most prized thing in the universe. And the end is what is feared the most. I'm telling you. That's why they give you the mannequin challenge. If we can get people in Japan, China, Europe, all over Africa, and when I look at some of those videos, these people look like corpses. It's scary. They're trying so hard to be still. They look literally, I mean, it's some eerie, that shit is not funny to me, eerie shit. They look dead. So they are doing a damn good job to fulfill this ritual because they need to stop time. I mentioned that show Fringe, the very first episode. This, this, the, the main, one of the main characters is Olivia Dunham. Listen to her name, Olivia, Olive. Olive, she's supposed to be the pineal gland. And the other main character is named Peter. Upon this rock, I build my tr- my church. Peter, Petra, rock, anointed. So they already laying all the groundwork with the names of the characters. So she she goes up to investigate some high level crook, and she's at some banquet, and this man says this to her, and it's 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 chilling the way he said it. He said something. She mentioned something about money. He was like, oh, no, Asian Donald. It's not about this. It's never about the money. It's about the results. She told him it is about the results. So we spend so much time chasing them, trying to get what we think is the promised land some paper, and they are focused on the in-game strategy. The ones who are, the ones who are on what, what you would call a more elite level. So let me give you some other examples here of some in-game stuff. Before Barack Obama was president, they had this series called 24 years to come on Fox. I'm sure y'all familiar with it. This is created by two Jews, Robert Cochran and Joel Cerno. Okay? If you remember at a certain point, 
there's this black president, and he's played by Dennis Haysbert. So they were already foreshadowing, telling you what the future was going to be. How they how subtle they do things. They were telling you, we're going to put a quote unquote black man in as president. Now, what's interesting is that he now is in a series called, this guy's name is Dennis Haysbert. You know, he's the guy of the Allstate commercial with the deep voice. He's now on this new show on sci fi called Incorporated. Now, if you follow any of the more science, teachings, you know that the United States is a corporation. It's a corporation. Now, do you think it's by chance that they picked him for these two roles? Let me tell you about the field of sociology. Sociology, and I'm going to get back to that, sociology is a study of how people um, relate with each other and within society. It's very similar to psychology. But in every field now, they have something called data. You got data sociology, data psychology, data journalism. What's being done is we are constantly being monitored to see our ability to critically think and to dissect what's being put in front of us. So this is a, um, I would say things like this are experiments. It's a sociological experiment. First of all, are people able to to recall and go back and remember, oh, this guy was the president before Obama was president. And now he's in the show called Incorporated. So they have a way of showing you the reality in a realm that's already you've been trained to think is fictional. They're showing you the president. He's now running the corporation. The show's called Incorporated. So they're letting you know that this is nothing more than a corporation. And now you have a guy out of the Lego movie, President Business, who's running the corporation. All because they're working towards an in-game strategy. You've got the Garmin watch, very popular watch for fitness enthusiasts. It tracks your heartbeat, tracks all your physical activity. You've got this goofy black dude that ain't funny, this uh, Hannibal Burris, who only came to prominence by talking shit about Bill Cosby. It's like the war of the sellouts. He's on this commercial now with Harmon GPS. I'm going to tie all this stuff together. They got another product they're pushing now called Mile IQ. They're saying, okay, so you're losing money that you could be writing off on your taxes about your mileage. Oh, we'll do it for you. We'll just track your mileage. It always sounds so cool how these things are introduced. They've got a Wi-Fi video doorbell now called ring.com where there's a camera at your doorbell and it can videotape who's at your door and we think oh that's great that's a form of security 
Verizon has a new product called Hum. You can plug it in your car, and they show, oh, maybe your teenage daughter is supposed to be at school, and she's out with Johnny smoking weed up on the parkway, and Hum would let you know. You're thinking, man, that sure is swell. LifeLock with Bucktooth Ruler Giuliani. Um, basically, we'll protect your identity online from cyber thieves. Samsung, virtual reality, talked about this last week. Put on the virtual goggles, and you just all off into a world, a whole nother world. So we already live inside of a matrix or a holographic universe. So they say we're going to go deeper and push you further down the rabbit hole into another illusional world, an illusion within, inside of the illusion. The same company, Samsung, makes the thing called PowerBot. PowerBot goes into your home and, and scans your home and creates a video map so that it knows how to vacuum your floor without running into things. Listen to the word, though. It scans your home. What's the common denominator behind all of these, these different items? When I was in middle school, we had to read a book called 1984 by George Orwell. And that stuff seemed so far-fetched. And I'm thinking this was probably like the late 80s when we're reading this book. And we watched a little movie and um, I remember thinking, man, this is crazy. Big brother. They even put out a, a, a had a, a um, reality show called Big Brother on CBS. This is, this, see, this is social engineering and it's also a way of monitoring, monitoring the Consciousness of the whole populace And this is talking about Black, white, purple, everybody They're like these, these people are complete idiots They don't Here you got a book that came out Very popular book That introduced the term Big Brother And they'll come and put a show out And everybody thinks it's cool They've been telling us For God knows how long What their end game strategy is and theirs is simply this. We know that that whole creation story about Aldabaoth, which is the ego, being tricked. We know that that which was blown into the original man and woman, we know there's a disconnect with us in that area. We know. We've carted off all the books from all the texts, all the papyri from around the globe. We got them held. We, we haven't even released all the stuff yet. We know. So it's like there's a power in knowing, even if you know that you're weak, just the fact that you understand what your weaknesses are give you a degree of power. And they have that. So their game is this. We respond with technology because some of you refuse. I'm not talking to you all listening because obviously you on the on, on, on the path. You listen. But I'm talking, this is them speaking. 
They're saying, some of you don't pay attention. We got you caught in this time cycle, just going around in circles, around in circles, never getting anywhere. So while we got you caught in this cycle, we can slowly implement different things here and there to further monitor you and lock you down because ultimately we need you for food. This is high-level cannibalism. We put this clone, Ben Carson, in to sit over Hood, so he will be controlling the food supply. See how this thing works? And he's a brain surgeon, so he has the insight that we need on some of the more finer processes of this whole Holy Trinity, this pineal, pituitary, hypothalamus, substantia nigra, all these different parts, he may give us, give us some more insight. High-level cannibalism. I said, if we can't get through the door, we'll eat our way through the door. And we'll also use our technology so that we can try to upload consciousness. Do you know they're actually working on programs to upload consciousness? They put out the movie with Johnny Depp. I can't remember the name of it. Where he uploaded his consciousness, he died, and this mug was raising hell. They put out the movie Hollow Man. Get that movie. That's another cathartic movie for them. They're telling you, I have no, I have no soul. So we need to pay attention to that, and we need to revisit that creation story over and over and over because I said this before, and I might be repetitive, but it needs to be said again. The Hermetic text, this, the Kabbalion says the first principle of Hermeticism is mentalism. All is mine. The real magic is in us focusing our minds, and we focus to a degree of understanding. The more that we can understand, that's it. It is the understanding. Keep digging back into these stories and going back. Don't think that you've read it, oh, I got it. I have to keep, I keep going back and revisiting these things, and they keep telling me more and more and more and more. And the greater understanding I get, I feel like we are moving, that we get collectively. And they don't, we need, what does Stephen Hawking say? He said the universe does have an end. It's a dot, a nucleus. So sometimes we get this idea of, you know, I want to go out here and I want to get all these people and wake them up. That's our egos. It's about identifying those who are already awake, and them cloaking. You know how what, what your body does when it identifies cancer? It forms a tumor around it, which is a protective mechanism. We need to form a tumor or a nucleus. And what happens is the vibration that is given off from those people will attract those who are on that vibration. But going out and proselytizing, that's not our that's not our job. 
Our job is to know that we know that we know. And because we are still living in human bodies, we still got to do basic human stuff like encourage each other. I mean, sometimes, you know, I, and maybe I'm I'm different in that area. We we just think that we still have to eat and sleep, urinate, defecate. So obviously you're still human. <laughs> you need some encouragement from time to time. Because sometimes you think you're losing your mind. I think we, we, we get so caught up in these images that we think we have to portray that what's the secret to unlocking the or the, at least the front side of the tree of life? It's the middle path. you got to walk the middle path. So let me shift to a mundane, uh, arena to use it as a metaphor for that we can apply to greater things. I'm 39 years old. I've been weight training since I was 13. I started out weight training so I, you know, for football, of course. Uh, I've done, I've used it for sport. I've also competed as a bodybuilder on stage. Probably wouldn't think that now if you look at me, but, you know. One thing I've learned is that weight, when you're talking about weight training, in order to build muscle, at some point you have to fail. And I tell clients that sometimes they look crazy. We have such an aberration for failure. Nobody want to be identified as a failure. You got to fail. Let me tell you about muscle failure. Muscle failure causes a memory storage. And each one of your cells is actually a brain. And each cell is actually a whole universe. Each cell in your body is a whole universe and has a brain that governs it. So when you push yourself to a a limit or beyond your limit, and you actually fail, you can't move the weight anymore, that's the greatest thing you have done because you have now sent triggered a program to fire within your molecular structure. Because of failure, certain physiological reactions occur. If it's available, glutamine rushes to the muscle to repair all those little micro tears that you've incurred from your strenuous activity. The sugar from starches that you may take in is driven into the muscles and it is stored as glycogen. So the sugar, when you take it in, it then elicits insulin from your pancreas and the pancreas drives that sugar into your muscles. Okay, and that sugar is stored as what's called glycogen. Oxygen floods the red blood cells and improves the muscle's endurance. All these events and more are triggered by you pushing the muscle to failure and then providing the tools for it to recover. 
which leads to the muscle growing. What I have just told you, what happens in the muscle is the whole creation story. The story of our whole existence. Sophia, imagine Sophia being the muscle or being the the person who wants to change their body. She said, okay, I got to go and get in shape. So in order to get in shape, she had to put herself through some strenuous process. That is the original fall. Zen Zen saying is, I cannot teach you Zen until you empty your cup. She had to empty her cup. For you to get your muscle to develop, you have to empty that muscle of the glycogen that's in it. You have to deplete it. You have to deplete the ATP in your body. And then by depleting it, the body is now ripe to grow into something greater. But in order for the body to grow, there has to be certain nutrients that you take in, protein, fats, carbohydrates, certain minerals, water. When we get together in farms like this, I just listened to Dr. Arlene's lecture he gave in Wilson, North Carolina, where he was just dropping like it wasn't nothing. When the brother Blackwater on Friday gives us a platform, we can learn how to maneuver energy. What we're doing is the equivalent of taking in the proper nutrients after a hard workout. The nutrients that are necessary for the muscle to grow and recover. That same process mirrors the cosmic process. As above, so below. As within, so without. The creation story is a story of our fall and our insistence upon stretching and expanding our understanding while in this incarnation is the equivalent of taking in the proper nutrition to encourage muscle recovery. Thus, by understanding where you started and how to maneuver throughout your current state, you become greater than you ever were. You then control and plot your ending. The disciples said to Jesus, tell us how our end will come to pass. Jesus said, then have you laid bare the beginning so that you are seeking the end? For the end will be where the beginning is. Blessed is the person who stands at rest in the beginning. And that person will be acquainted with the end and will not taste death. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling y'all tonight to stay strong, stay on the path. Do not be dismayed by the different woes that you may be experiencing. I know you might be tired and might be weary, but just know that you are a part of a great and divine cosmic story. You are the greatest story in the cosmos.
That's all I got this evening. 626-414-3535. We got a young lion roaring in the back. If you got any questions or you got a quick comment, you can press 1 and uh, we can take it. If not, then, you know, I think we've, you know, I like to be pretty short and sweet. Hopefully I didn't bore y'all, and hopefully you're able to get some uh, get some uh, edification from what we got into tonight. Sometimes I think you just need a we just need a little encouragement. We just need a new a little reassurance, cause uh, this uh, this thing is rough. It ain't easy. So you know. Okay, we got two eight one, two eight one nine zero zero three. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, brother Jamal? Peace, peace, Almighty. What's good? Good, man. It's yeah, this Krista, man. I had a question, man. That uh, what what what's your uh perspective on when it comes to uh? transitioning into the spirit realm and uh, the importance of studying here for prep for that is something to be preparing for that transition? Great question. Great question. Well, I know when I would just go to church, there is a, you remember this song? Did you grow up in the church? Yeah, yeah, for sure. As a church. Okay. They used to sing a song, say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, they used to sing that all the time. I, I, it is my truth that, that what we, the labor that we put forth here within each incarnation uh, brightens our light. And um, that dictates what our afterlife is and how it is, you know, how it plays out and whether we have to come back. If we are if we identify that this is hell, hell being the shell, the cell and taking on a body, then the, the the brightness of the light that we cultivate and develop while we're here determines where we go, and 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 then gives us I would say also gives us the option of do we want to come back? Maybe somebody want to come back and just snatch your body and just chill. But I think it's I think our I think our options open up based on the way. We cultivate our, our light within this incar- each incarnation. If that does that make sense? Yeah, indeed, indeed. I appreciate that, man. No doubt, and I appreciate you for listening, in, man. We gotta we gotta get us another one of them conference calls going. Oh, so, so, so. All right. Hey, man. Yeah, right, yeah. Enjoy- Enjoyed the show, man. Peace, peace.
Right that, right on, right on. I appreciate it, brother. Okay, uh, 615-8136, you on? What's up? Peace. This is uh, Munster. This is Munster. What's up? Right. Say it again. Hello? This is Munster. What's up, L.O.E.? Nah, this is tomorrow, brother. I'm sitting in for, uh, <laughs> sitting in for Blackwater this evening. Yeah, yeah. Had a question for you. All right. So let's say, um, you know, when we were a kid, we always have this uh, imaginary our intuition of eternity. We don't have any fear is not a barrier. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about, you talked about the guy that says there's an end, there is an end to the universe. But they say that the universe is expanding faster than we can pinpoint. It's actually expanding faster than we can pinpoint. So, sorry about that. How would you say, um, what would be for a youth not having fear? Are they in a form of already knowing that there is no end? Are they already living in a reality of eternity? You mean the children? Yeah. Well, let me let me clarify what I mean by end. End just means a doorway. So we know the a doorway, so the end is just an end of one paradigm and it's a doorway and exchange to another. So okay. so if someone does not have the capability or the essence necessary, then they will not be able to walk through the doorway and it will become an end for them. So I think in our in our um, as children, which you know we 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 there are studies that show how the the, the the top of the head, I forgot what they call that part. It closes up at a certain point during the the infant's development. So obviously, they're closer to God. The younger we are, the closer we are to God. And then the older we get, the more we are pulled into this reality and we're pulled away from our higher selves. So... As children, we we are innocent, and our innocence gives us more sincerity. So we don't have so many vices that we have to to weigh and think about, and like, well, no, nah, that ain't, that 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 don't make no sense. It's just it is what it is. So, in a degree, to that innocence does give the child. Um, a freedom, a freedom to see beyond the barriers that 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 we are bogged down with as we become older. And I think just this whole process that of our involvement here, it is a process of, you know, the Bible says you must come as a child. We are basically reverting back to the the 
the innocence and sincerity of our childhood? Uh, that answers your question. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm gonna look up that um, scientist. Yeah, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I'm gonna look him up and see uh, get more insight on that. Um, and also, uh, lately I've been studying more astrology and uh, trying to make connections. And um, you know how that connects with certain parts of the body. Um, and I was just thinking if the universe is expanding, but then certain planets and um, astrology have connection with our body, would that mean that we also are expanding to tie back into eternity? Right, right. You know, the overall thing, just always keep in mind that everything is everything. Right. So the, 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 more, the more we study and the, the more vast our studies become, the more simple the whole cosmos becomes to us because we just find more and more ways of everything just circles back into one unified reality, you know. So, yeah, man, I mean, you're going to, I mean, it's endless. You'll see how astrology lines up with your endocrine system. And uh, one, a, a good book is, this is a Rosicrucian book. Is that Astrodynamics? Yeah. No, it's not that one. It's an old book. This came out in 1930. Invisible Guardians. And the Invisible Guardians. Yeah, our Invisible Guardians. Glenn's our Invisible Guardians. Some of the terminology is going to be kind of dated, but don't get bogged down by that. But the sciences, we're going to show you how far ahead they were looking and they were tying in what they had uncovered in occult science, tying it in with physical science. And then you can get a a book called Secrets of Your Sales. That's a good one. Um What's another good one here? Let me see. Look through my stuff. Um, I mean, those are two good ones to start with. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But uh, just keep digging, man. You know, it's it's a it's a never ending never ending quest. I tell you. Definitely, definitely. Remember, I appreciate the answers. Definitely going to look into those. No things. doubt, no doubt. All right, peace. Thanks for listening in. All right, peace. All right. All right, 281-0145, what's happening? Hi, hello. This is uh, Ipsayo. Hey, peace. I was calling him. Peace, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, almighty. 
Okay. Yeah, I was just calling in. I was trying to find out, like, you mentioned about hell and how we're right now, like, you know, we're in what some would call, like, hell. Um, do you think this is the lowest level plane that we could be on right now? Like, the lowest level plane of existence? Mm, no. Because there's planes within planes. I think I, I kind of look at it differently from the planes. I'm looking see when I think of planes, I think of there's a an a ability to ascend up or beyond. I think we're at a part now where you know, like I was talking about, they send the end to a universe. Now, if you if you think of that doorway as a black hole then it's not really for us to ascend up to higher planes. It's for us to descend into the nucleus. Hmm. So what seems to be the lowest is really the highest as far hmm. as in pecking order. What, what, see, alchemy, alchemy is about what's, what's, the, what's the worst thing you can produce out of your body you would think of that's 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 excrement defecation uh, so yeah. so so alchemy is about you know you think about <clears throat> the worst thing that you can produce you would associate with that being the lowest thing, but it is in the lowest thing that you represent is what you do because in that excrement, it is then used as fertilizer. And that fertilizer is what is necessary to grow a new crop. So what appears to be the lowest state is where, and I'm not talking about, got understand the context that I was speaking. We ain't saying as far as, oh, I need to do everything that I feel is within my lower nature. I'm saying it from a standpoint. <laughs> I'm saying from a standpoint of uh, enfolding versus unfolding. We are unfolding truth here in this form so that we can have a greater amount of enfolding into that dark matter paradigm, which is the actual doorway. You see what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So the flower is blossoming. That's 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 what we with the flowers blossoming. That's that's the information is coming out and we're getting more understanding. But so that so look at it as the flower blossoms, it gives off a fragrance. But the only way that you can detect that fragrance is you have to take the fragrance into your lung, into your body through your nostrils. That's in that's talking about something going in. You see what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, that 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 is what how I see these these planes. We're going into something. We ain't got to go out nowhere no more. We 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 already here. We online. You know. Right. <laughs> so it's not so deep. much as we, like like all the What's struggle that, that we. 
all the struggle that we're going through is just helping us to go. F- I mean, if we if we like, you know, see the listening, it's, it's helping us to go further with the, so deeper. If we actually looking at the list. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going in, and then we're going to go across. We're going to shift. We're going to slide through a doorway. And you keep putting enough pressure. See, what, what, what they, I don't know if they fully understand, is the more pressure you put on cold, the, 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 the greater the chances of that cold has to form into diamond. It's a pressure. So we're being pressurized. That's why it's only a few of us who will be drawn to this type of information because we're now in the pressure cooker, you know. Hmm. And we, you know, it's like a, a stage of purification. I know personally I'm going through an initiation. You know, I'll be 40 on my birthday here in a couple of months. And when Dr. Eileen came here to, to, to Texas, he said something that really got my attention. He talked about how the the story of Noah in the Bible, he said, the 40 days and 40 nights, he said that's the story of gestation. Because he said, after the 40 days, the water broke. I said, oh, damn. The water broke. <laughs> as in, it was time to give birth. Right. Go on his page, look up that lecture when he's in Dallas. Yeah, his, he said the water. Uh, go to his his YouTube pages. Uh, uh, just look up Eileen Bay on YouTube. A L I M. But it's when he in Dallas in November. But he said the water broke, and then, and and I was thinking, damn, all this stuff I've been going through and this and that, it's an initiation. You know, you know something, something is about to be birthed. You know, men and women get pregnant. So, so yeah. But I hope that I mean I hope that answers your question though. I know I yeah, it does. It does. I appreciate it. No a doubt. Lot of times people Thank you for listening. Think that they have to, huh? Oh, thank you. No, I was going to say a lot of times people think that they have to go through a a ritual to be initiated when just life period is really the whole initiation and going through and coming out. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This whole life is an initiation. Yes, indeed. So. Appreciate it. (laughs) No doubt. Thank you for listening in. Thank you. Peace. Five, six, six, six. You're on the air. Peace. Peace. How are you? All right. How are you? Fine. Thank you. My question is, do you think that the different planes are running parallel currently? Well, I don't know if we... If, 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 
planes and also uh, I would call them universes or realities. Dimensions. I definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dimensions, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Um, I think that's what uh, the, that, the, the whole symbol of the Vesica Pisces, where you got two circles that mm-hmm. are uh, starting to merge across each other and they form a, a, a vesica. I think that's 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 what we in now. You know, they keep put they put out the movie War of the Worlds and this and that. That's 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 what we in right now. Worlds are overlapping. You know, seeing stuff seeing stuff out the corner of your eye and then I'm I'm wondering if that's my hair I saw, did I just see something? You know, um, Delbert Blair talks, used to talk about this, you know, getting, and I know I've done, I'm, I've caught myself doing this, making a right turn and put on my left turn signal. Hmm. Cause I, or get down the street and don't remember driving down the street. Yeah. Because you done hmm. gone into, you know, you done gone over into the other Fringe is good. That show Fringe is good for mm-hmm. when you get to like the, the the latter seasons, like season three and four. I think it's good for they're gonna go into. They got these two universes, and they were all afraid that if this other universe came online, it was gonna destroy the the first one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I I. I yeah, they are. They are. We they're multiple running concurrently. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I wanted to ask Aline that when he was here in town, and I totally forgot to ask. Mhm. But I think the way you worded it is correct, though. Is instead of say, I think we always think of the planes being vertical. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, Arlene may feel differently about that, but I see the planes is not really ver- not in this period of this of of the cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't see them as vertical. I see them as horizontal or par- parallel, where it's, it's it's either going in or shifting across. You see what I'm saying? Versus, oh, we got to, oh, it's something up there. We got to go up there to something. There's a, a, a passage in Bentley Layton's Nazi scriptures where it says the gods up there worship the gods down here, and the gods down, down here, here worship mm-hmm. the gods up there. Gods up there. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, then you look at the cross, you take the cross. The cross mm-hmm. is really a cube. So the the cube goes forward, back, left, right, up, down. And when you close it, you those movements make the cross. When you close them, it's the cube. So if the common point is the center point where everything is working off of, then we don't need to go up anywhere or down anywhere, we need to go within the point, if that makes sense. No, it's, it's already here. 
and the way I kind of have thought of that, because those are your cardinals, and I think the if I say that is you you start life in the east, then you go is it you start life in the east and you go north west and you end life south. But I say that the the middle point is the point that when you're at your God state, and if you go too far north, you're getting away from that God state. If you go south, if you go west. Or if you go east, you're getting you're getting away from that God state. You need to try to come back to the that that middle, that center, that black dot, the beginning. Right, right, right. That that's that's the doorway. That that is what Christ mm-hmm. is. Mhm. You know, it is that it's that uh, that elusive happy medium. Mm-hmm. You know that we all. In search of magnifying that that that's it. Hmm. I enjoyed this evening. I'm looking forward to more. I hope you do more. Yeah, you know, I, I, whenever they, whenever they summons me and you know give me an opportunity, I'd be more than happy to get on. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out again to Dr. Eileen and Queen and. And uh, the God Blackwater, Meta Magician. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm thankful that they um, open up their platform and allow me to get on here because it's it's therapeutic for me to 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 be able to talk these things out and uh, it's uh it helps me just as much as it mm-hmm. may help anybody else. So. It's just uh, I'm thankful, and like I say, whenever they, whenever they will allow me, I'll be more than happy to get back on, you know, and we can chop it up. Ashe, but I want to thank it, no doubt, Ashe. I want to thank everybody, you know, for for um, listening in this evening and for um, sharing your thoughts and. And your questions and and uh, sharing your time, which is one of the most precious things that you got, is time. Make no bones about it. So that's why you got some folks trying to steal it from us. That's right, and trying to freeze it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Flash freeze it. <laughs> so. So, if all like they say in church, if all hearts and minds are clear, we're gonna open the door of the womb and uh gonna send you you gods and goddesses out there to do the work. And uh sure. you know, until we meet again, stay down until you get up. And when you get up, stay down. Damn. Find out. Peace. Peace. Experience through my lessons, globe trotter, soul spotter, star 
Caesar, Elohim, Shabaka, stone praiser, ancient tips from the chalice, the cup, the grail, tell the stories of my glories from the depths of hell, oh well, as the pages of my book turn, I burn like ether, ashes in the urn, sprinkle me, I return, as a freedom fighter, overstand a truth writer, lighter, or the catalyst, maybe antagonist, mathematicist, sacred geometric strategist, the builder, protracted, seeing panoramic views, the animus, analyzing anarchist, as the pianist, put melanin to scale, inhale, tell me what you smell, this is one eye focusing through the gnosis, meditate, levitate, over primal oceans, to medicate, educate, over foolish notions, now you overstand, kings and queens, and no quotient, can't divide you, I've been running for a long time 